0: This is Mitch Peterson and you're listening to General Conference Applied. Thank you for joining me for another episode, season two, episode four. We will be discussing President M. Russell Ballard's October 2023 general conference address, which was entitled Praise to the Man. I just wanted to thank those of you who are following me on Facebook and Instagram, who are coming to my website mitchellryanpeterson.com as a reminder in the episode details for each of these podcast episodes i include links to the show notes and to the talk outline and so to take your study of this general conference address further in addition to listening to this podcast episode you can go review those show notes i include links direct quotes. So if if there's a quote that I shared in this episode that stands out to you, that's where you could go. And I I do put a lot into the show notes, so I hope that that's a valuable resource for you. I'm also grateful to those of you who are sharing General Conference Applied with friends, neighbors, family, ward members, co-workers, whoever it may be, that, that really means a lot, and spreading the word like that can, can go a long way. You can share the podcast with someone, and they can share it with someone, and so on and so forth, but I'm, I'm grateful for the impact that it's having, and I hope that that something I say in this episode might be of benefit to at least one person. That's obviously, some, as I've talked about in the past, something that I, that I pray for. I had indicated at the end of Season 2, Episode 3, some action items, and I've begun taking taking action on those. And so you can kind of review that in the show notes. I'm I'm not going to dive into that for purposes of this episode. But let's get into this general conference address, which was very unique. and, And we'll talk about why it was unique. So President M. Russell Ballard, he's the acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. And his talk was entitled Praise to the Man, which has reference to the Prophet Joseph Smith. And so on Saturday, October 21st, I had the opportunity to serve in the temple. And usually when I go to the temple, I go with a question in mind. This time around, I decided that as I participated in initiatories and an endowment session that I would contemplate the life of the prophet Joseph Smith. And as I did, it was interesting, some thoughts that came to my mind and some scriptures that I read while in the Celestial Room. And I'll share those throughout the episode today. But in particular, I I had the thought to look up the Joseph Smith papers, and this is basically a a project that's just come to a conclusion this year. It began in the early 2000s. It's It's been about 20 years, and basically this team of individuals has compiled all of the papers. So this is not only like letters, revelations, but also legal documents and such pertaining to the prophet joseph smith and there have also been podcasts podcast series released for the joseph smith papers and i'll discuss those shortly but i was i was intrigued that as i sat there in the temple that was what was coming to mind for me and i'll also share some highlights from a church news podcast episode that discussed the, the Joseph Smith papers, as well as an announcement made by the first presidency, it was President Oaks. So let's let's get into this first, and there were kind of six sections of this talk that I wanted to touch on first before we get into the invitations and how we might take action on them. So first, here's the quote from President Ballard's talk. He said, I pray that the Lord will bless me. My eyes aren't what they used to be. I went and saw the eye doctor, and I said, I can't see the teleprompter. And she said, well, your eyes are old. They're not going to change. So I'll do the best I can. The President Ballard gave this address in the Sunday morning session of General Conference. And that same day, he shared the following on on social media. Quote, I did not read a prepared address today at General Conference. My eyes are getting dim as I approach 95, which makes it more difficult to see the teleprompter. However, I didn't want to allow this obstacle to keep me from sharing my testimony of our Savior Jesus Christ. I declare my witness that Jesus Christ is our beloved Savior. He is our Redeemer I testify that striving to live his commandments will bring peace and happiness into our lives. Through him, we may return to live with our heavenly father. I know this is true. My dear friends, please know that I love you and pray for you. May God bless each of us in our endeavors to follow him, End quote. That's pretty remarkable and honestly takes some guts to stand in front of Twenty thousand people there in person, but obviously millions of people who will be either watching that live or or the playback. To stand up there and without kind of a pre- prepared address was took some guts. And but I'm I'm grateful for what President Ballard shared, and we can learn a lot from from this address. The next. Quote that I wanted to share, he President Ballard stated, I'd like to share with you some things that have been in my mind. I have seemed to have the prophet Joseph in my mind the last few months. I've sat and contemplated his glorious responsibility in becoming the prophet of this, the dispensation of the fullness of times. That's the end of the quote. As I mentioned, as I sat there in the temple on October 21st, what came to mind was to look up the Joseph Smith papers and in, and in particular the Joseph Smith papers podcasts and i've shared all of this in the show notes there were there were basically 5 podcast mini series and the most recent mini series was entitled road to carthage and episode 7 actually featured president ballard and so first, uh, I'm grateful for the inspiration that I received there in the temple to look up this podcast. And second, it's no surprise to me that that the Prophet Joseph Smith is on President Ballard's mind. And, and actually, in, in this episode that I referenced, episode seven, President Ballard shared some similar thoughts to what he shared in this general conference address. Also in that episode, and it's, it's interesting because President Ballard is a direct descendant of Hiram and of the Prophet Joseph Smith's brother, Hiram. And so it's interesting to get his thoughts on the family and, and such. But I'll, I'll mention these Joseph Smith Papers podcasts continually throughout this podcast episode. Okay, third, President Ballard had stated, we sing praise to the man who communed with Jehovah. And and that's obviously hymn number 27 from the hymn book, and this talk is, is entitled Praise to the Man. And just recently, the first presidency announced that they had commissioned a new biography of the prophet Joseph Smith. And this biography is going to be written by the the former assistant church historian and recorder, Richard E. Turley Jr. And something else to note, I had just mentioned that President Ballard was in episode seven of that Road to Carthage podcast series. President Oakes and this Richard E. Turley were the guests in episode eight of the Road to Carthage. And it was a very interesting episode as well. I listened to episode seven and episode eight. And, but anyway, this Richard E. Turley knows has indicated in that podcast episode that he had been studying the life of the prophet Joseph Smith for more than half a century, I think were his words. So I'm really looking forward to this, this biography. Um, The biography is going to be entitled Joseph the Prophet. So looking forward to that. But in this announcement, President, it's this is the news article. It stated, President Oaks concluded his address with a tender experience Larry Miller had with American opera singer Michael Ballum. And just to, to interject here, Larry and Gail Miller are the former owners of the Utah Jazz and are business business owners here in in utah have automobile dealerships movie theaters etc larry passed away i think i was on my mission at the time so it's probably been close to 14 years or so but gail miller was actually at this news conference and i'm going to share a quote from her that she had shared in a church news podcast episode but the millers were instrumental in the joseph smith papers project and donated millions if not tens of millions of dollars to this project and really were were instrumental in making the project a reality but so let's go back to this quote so president oaks is sharing an experience between larry miller and an American opera singer named Michael Ballam. Shortly before Larry Miller's death in 2009, Michael and his son Ben visited Larry in the hospital. During that visit, President Oak said, Larry asked them to sing the last verse of Praise to the Man, a hymn of tribute written after the prophet's martyrdom that concludes with the words, millions shall know brother Joseph again. After they sang it, Larry asked them to sing it again but to change the word millions to billions shall know brother Joseph again. They sang that and tears flowed down Larry's cheeks with the project now concluding the groundwork has been laid for those hopeful words to become a reality. And that's the end of the quote. Pretty amazing this thought that the billions billions shall know brother Joseph again. Okay. Here's the fourth quote that I wanted to touch on. President Ballard stated, "Though my message this morning is simple, it's deep, and it's full of love for the Prophet Joseph Smith and for all of those my brothers and sisters who have sustained him and were willing to sustain him in his youth. I would like to pay tribute this morning to his mother. I've always thought how wonderful it was that when Joseph came home from that experience in the sacred grove and told his mother what had happened, Lucy Mack Smith believed him. I'm grateful for his father." and his brothers, and his sisters, and his family, who sustained him in this tremendous responsibility that the Lord placed upon him to become the prophet to restore the fullness of the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ once again upon the earth. This is a direct quote from that Road to Carthage podcast, episode number seven. It was right at the 1255 mark, and but you can actually read the transcript the transcript for this podcast episode, the link that I've shared in the show notes. President Ballard had stated, I love the prophet Joseph Smith, and I love his brother Hiram and the whole Smith family and Lucy Mack and their remarkable father. We don't think much about Joseph Sr., but just think what it would have been when Joseph went and told his father what had happened. If his father said, oh, Joseph, you've been been out in the sun too long, you go take a nap. That wasn't what happened. He believed him. When he went to his mother, she believed him. And so I think his father and mother were prepared. And I guess Brigham Young was right that the Smith family had been in the eyes of the Lord from the foundations of the creation of the world. That's the end of the quote. I thought that was a great tie-in to what President Ballard shared here and, and basically what was his testimony over the pulpit here at General Conference. Here's another quote, This, this the fifth quote. President Ballard stated, for nearly 50 years, brothers and sisters, I've had the privilege to cover the world in my assignment as a general authority of the church. It's been a wonderful blessing. I think I've gotten pretty close to almost all parts of the world. I've met with members of the church all over the world. Oh, how I love you. What a glorious experience that's been. To look into your faces, be in your presence, and feel your love, that you have for the Lord and for the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's the end of the quote. This really reminds me of, first, what Elder David A. Bednar shared in his October 2023 General Conference address, and we'll discuss this actually in two weeks on General Conference Applied, but President or Elder Bednar spoke about those members of the church who were overlooked or unknown. Their names aren't known they were in the last wagon in the wagon train but how each one of us is important to building up our heavenly father's kingdom here on the earth and to growing his church and sharing the the restoration of the gospel of jesus christ with the world so that that reminded me of of elder bednar's talk also and if you were to go to Elder Quentin L. Cook's October 2023 General Conference Address, it's entitled Be Peaceable Followers of Christ, and were to read the talk, you wouldn't be able to read this quote. But he, he ad libbed when he stood at the pulpit, and these are the words that he shared I feel privileged to have had the blessing of hearing my quorum president, M. Russell Ballard, bear his precious testimony. He's been a general authority longer than anybody else that has lived at this time. President Ballard was called to the first quorum of the 70 in April 1976 and served as a member of the 70 to, of the 70 until his call as an apostle, until his call as an apostle in October 1985. So he he's been a general authority for 47 years. And but I thought that was that was touching that. Elder Quentin L. Cook would say that when he stood at the pulpit and it, it made me recognize the importance of sustaining my leaders, my elders corn president, my bishopric, my stake presidency, right? Do I, do I stand up? Do I listen to what they're saying? Do I appreciate their testimonies? It's pretty powerful, pretty powerful. Finally, and this was in his concluding paragraph, President Ballard had stated that Jesus Christ is our best friend. And I've mentioned in previous episodes of General Conference Applied that I listened to a couple of other General Conference-themed podcasts, and one in particular is General Conference Review. And so that's a shout out because this insight comes directly from their podcast episode this week. They were also reviewing President Ballard's talk, but they shared that how in the the worldwide day of testimony, which happened last Sunday, October 22nd, it was, there were pre-recorded messages from President Emily Bell Freeman, um, also from the General Young Men President and from President Nelson, and then... My understanding is that youth would then have opportunity wherever they were gathered to have basically a, a testimony meeting. And so I I did watch the pre-recorded video. It's about 15 minutes. But President Freeman, Emily Bell Freeman, the young women general president, shared a couple of thoughts in her message about how Jesus Christ is our friend. And so here are those quotes she stated I have experienced his grace he has healed my wounds strengthened my weakness increased my capacity and helped me to become the person only he could help me become through the process we have become dear friends and then a little bit later on she stated I love him he is my greatest friend I think that's powerful is Jesus Christ our friend, our best friend, our dear friend, our greatest friend. It also made me think about what does it mean to be a good friend? It means to be there for someone, not just to talk at them, but to listen to them. And how do we listen to Jesus Christ? Through the whisperings of the Holy Spirit through the scriptures, ancient and modern. And so it this thought of Jesus Christ, am I developing a deep, meaningful friendship with my Savior? And if not, how might I change this week? How might I take action? Okay. So powerful powerful address and it's pretty amazing as we as we discussed first, this was just not prepared. He, he stood at the pulpit without a teleprompter, and this is what he shared. And so pretty impressive. And I'm grateful for, for his willingness to, to share his testimony. I did identify a couple of action items in the directive. So as a reminder, in each episode of General Conference Applied, we're attempting to answer two questions. First what is the speaker inviting me to do? And second, how might I consider taking action? As a reminder, and as we've discussed in previous episodes, Elder David A. Bednar of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, when he studies a General Conference Address, focuses on the doctrines and principles, on the promises, and on the invitations. I did not identify any promises in this talk, but I identified a number of doctrines and principles. I detail these in the talk outline. It's on my website, and the link is included in the episode details, podcast episode details. But I identified four doctrines, the Godhead, Restoration, Prophets and Revelation, and Commandments. And I identified five principles. And as a reminder, these come from the Gospel Principles Manual. One, our Father in Heaven. Two, Jesus Christ, our chosen Leader and Savior. Three, praying to our Heavenly Father. Four, prophets of God. And five, the Church of Jesus Christ today. And so I've detailed these in the talk outline, but I'll also share a couple of insights during this podcast episode. Here are the two invitations I identified in this in this address. 1 President Ballard stated, "I think it's one of the most glorious and wonderful things that anybody in this world can know, that our heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ have revealed themselves in this latter day, and that Joseph has been raised up to restore the fullness of the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ." And the second invitation, President Ballard stated, May we have the spirit of the Lord well up in our hearts and may our love for the gospel of Jesus Christ, our beloved savior, the Lord Jesus Christ increase as a result of our, atten- of our attending general conference. And then the directive, and as a reminder, a directive is an official or, authorita- or authoritative instruction. So it's basically something I believe that the speaker is, in, is indicating that we can do to take action on their invitation. So this directive, President Ballard had stated, strive to serve Jesus Christ and keep his commandments and be more like him. Okay, so let's dive into this first invitation. As a reminder, it it was, I think it's one of the most glorious and wonderful things that anybody in this world can know, that our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ have revealed themselves in this latter day and that Joseph has been raised up to restore the fullness of the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ. As I had mentioned, one of the principles that I identified from the Gospel Principles Manual that's applicable to this talk is the Church of Jesus Christ today. Here is a quote from that section in the Gospel Principles Manual. In the spring of 1820, one of the most important events in the history of the world occurred. The time had come for the marvelous work and wonder of which the Lord had spoken. As a young boy, Joseph Smith wanted to know which of all the churches was the true church of Jesus Christ. He went into the woods near his home and prayed humbly and intently to his Heavenly Father, asking which church he should join. On that morning, a miraculous thing happened. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ appeared to Joseph Smith. The Savior told him not to join any church because the true church was not on the earth. He also said that the creeds of present churches were an abomination in his sight. Beginning with this event, there was again direct revelation from the heavens. The Lord had chosen a new prophet. Since that time, the heavens have not been closed. Revelation continues to this day through each of his chosen prophets. Joseph was to be the one to help restore the true gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's the end of the quote. I am truly grateful for Joseph Smith and for everything that he experienced because of that event that happened that day. That started it all, and In in General Conference Applied Season 2, Episode 3, so just the previous episode, we had discussed President Henry B. Eyring's October 2023 General Conference Address, which was entitled Our Constant Companion. We, We had discussed how President Eyring paid attention to what he quoted, the littlest words of the prophet. So whatever the prophet said, President Eyring paid attention to it and took action on it. And so in this invitation, the word that's sticking out to me is no. It's one of the most glorious and wonderful things that anybody in this world can know. He didn't say can believe. He said no. And that obviously is taking testimony to a whole new level, right? I, I can say honestly that I believe that Joseph Smith saw God the Father and his son, Jesus Christ. But it's taking things to a whole new level when I say I know that Joseph Smith saw our Heavenly Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ, that day. However, I believe that I can say that, that I know, I know that Joseph Smith had that vision, that our Heavenly Father and our Savior appeared to Joseph I've felt that many times throughout my life. I felt that many times as a missionary, as I bore testimony of the prophet. Now, this word no popped up in a church news podcast episode. So this was episode 150, and I've I've referenced it previously because it was Gail Miller who was the guest on the podcast, and she was talking about the Joseph Smith Papers Project. And I was intrigued as I listened to this episode again this week by her closing testimony. She stated, I know my testimony has been strengthened to know, there's that word again, to know that Joseph Smith is exactly who he said he was, that he testified of Christ, which is the real message that we want to get from the Joseph Smith papers, that Christ is at the head of this church that Joseph is the one who brought his gospel back to the earth so that people can understand him and live according to his teachings. That's the end of the quote. So the purpose of the Joseph Smith Papers project is so that we can know that Joseph Smith is exactly who he said he was, that he was a prophet, and that he saw our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to talk about this at the end of this episode, but I really think that if you don't feel like you know that Joseph Smith was a prophet, the best place that you can start, well, is prayer and I think the Book of Mormon. But another place that you can go is the Joseph Smith Papers. Okay. Additionally, this... This invitation stood out to me because because of President Ballard's previous address. So in the April 2023 General Conference, President Ballard's address was entitled Remember What Matters Most. And this was what we discussed in General Conference Applied Season 1, Episode 5. So as you may recall in that address, President Ballard had shared his thoughts on those things which matter most. He, he had shared the quote from his wife's tombstone that the things that matter most are those that last the longest. But in that talk, President Ballard had stated, first, a relationship with our Heavenly Father and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is most important. This relationship matters most now and in eternity. It strikes me that one of the most glorious and wonderful things that anyone can know is that our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ appeared to the Prophet Joseph Smith, and that the most important thing is a relationship with our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And so, as I contemplated kind of what President Ballard is saying here, it made me consider how the Father and the Son appearing to Joseph Smith has has allowed me to develop a relationship with them I don't because of because of Joseph Smith's first vision we don't have to believe that God is an idea or a feeling we know that God is our father that our bodies we created in his image. We know that he knows us personally, truly grateful that because of that knowledge, the relationship that I can develop with God is different. I don't develop a relationship with an idea or a feeling the way that I develop a relationship with another person. And so When I pray, I'm not just praying to the universe or an idea or a feeling. I'm literally having a conversation with another being. And I can't see him, but I can feel his presence. And I know that he listens to and answers my prayers. And he does the same for you. I testify of that. I My friend, Jeff Perry, published his first book this week. His book is entitled The Intentional Engineer, A Guide to a Purpose-Driven Life and Career for Engineers and Technical Professionals. I'm still making my way through the book, and I'll put a plug in. I, I think it's been excellent thus far, and I'm saying that, and I'm not even an engineer. So this book is, if, if you would like more intentionality in your life, this is a great book. I, I purchased it for three bucks on Kindle. So I don't know if that price is still there, but definitely, definitely something to look into. But I was intrigued by a quote that Jeff shared from the book, The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles by Stephen Pressfield. And this, this is a book that I've read great things about and I'm going to be reading in the near future. But here's the quote from that book. Remember our rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. Resistance is experienced as fear. The degree of fear equates to the strength of resistance. Therefore, the more fear we feel about a specific enterprise, the more certain we can be that that enterprise is important to us and to the growth of our soul. That's why we feel so much resistance. If it means nothing to us, there'd be no resistance. And that's the end of the quote. When I was in the celestial room of the temple on that Saturday, October 21st, I, I read Joseph Smith history and verses 23 through 25 and 33 stood out to me. And I knew that I needed to share these four verses In this podcast episode, they state, it caused me serious reflection then, and often has since, how very strange it was that an obscure boy of a little over 14 years of age, and one, too, who was doomed to the necessity of obtaining a scanty maintenance by his daily labor, should be thought a character of sufficient importance to attract the attention of the great ones of the most popular sects of the day and in a manner to create in them a spirit of the most bitter persecution and reviling. But, strange or not, so it was, and it was often the cause of great sorrow to myself. However, it was nevertheless a fact that I had beheld a vision. I have thought since that I felt much like Paul when he made his defense before King Agrippa and related the account of the vision he had when he saw a light and heard a voice but still there were but few who believed him. Some said he was dishonest. Others said he was mad, and he was ridiculed and reviled. But all this did not destroy the reality of his vision. He had seen a vision he knew he had, and all the persecution under heaven could not make it otherwise. And though they should persecute him unto death, yet he knew, and would know to his latest breath, that he had both seen a light and heard a voice speaking unto him, and all the world cannot make him think or believe otherwise. So it was with me. I had actually seen a light, and in the midst of that light I saw two personages, and they did in reality speak to me. And though I was hated and persecuted for saying that I had seen a vision, yet it was true. And while they were persecuting me, reviling me, and speaking all manner of evil against me falsely for so saying, I was led to say in my heart, why persecute me for telling the truth? I have actually seen a vision. And who am I that I can withstand God? Or why does the world think to make me deny what I have actually seen? For I had seen a vision. I knew it, and I knew that God knew it, and I could not deny it, neither dared I do it. At least I knew that by so doing, I would offend God and come under condemnation. And then, jumping to verse 33, Joseph stated, He called me by name and said unto me that he was a messenger sent from the presence of God to me, and that his name was Moroni. That God had a work for me to do, and that my name should be had for good and evil among all nations, kindreds, and tongues, or that it should be both good and evil spoken of among all people. That's the end of those verses. The adversary does not want us to know that our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ appeared to Joseph Smith and restored their Gospels to the earth. He is putting up resistance. For me, this is further proof that this is Jesus Christ's church and that Joseph Smith was a prophet. I'm grateful that despite the resistance Joseph experienced, he remained faithful until his martyrdom sealing his testimony with his blood. Here's a a question for contemplation, though. Why is it so important to develop a testimony of the prophet Joseph Smith? Consider this. I have noticed that when people leave the Lord's church, they also leave the Lord. when they leave the church they also leave the savior prophets testify of and point us towards Jesus Christ so though i don't worship joseph smith i revere him as, as a prophet who has taught me the nature of god and his beloved son i testify that this is the Lord's Church, the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints. I testify that Joseph Smith did see God the Father and our Savior Jesus Christ, that they are two separate beings and that they are glorious beyond description. I can't wait in a future day to kneel down before them and to be reunited with them. We were with them once. We chose to follow their plan. That's why we're here on earth. I know that. I know that. Okay, let's discuss the second invitation. President Ballard had stated, may we have the spirit of the Lord well up in our hearts and may our love for the gospel of Jesus Christ, our beloved savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, increase as a result of our attending general conference. President Ballard is inviting us to have the Spirit to be with us, to increase our love of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to increase our love for our Savior Jesus Christ as a result of our attending General Conference. There are many messages delivered in General Conference on a variety of topics, as you're aware, but might we consider relating each of these topics back to our Savior Jesus Christ? Additionally, in what way should we attend or watch or study general conference so that our love for Jesus Christ and his gospel is strengthened? So here's another question for contemplation. Does my attending, watching, studying perhaps need to be more active? So this invitation I've put two, there was a directive in the middle of this invitation. So, um, I've kind of spliced together two phrases, but in the, in the middle of that invitation, there was this directive, strive to serve Jesus Christ and keep his commandments and be more like him. So paying attention to these littlest words of a prophet, seer and, le- and revelator, I, I took those and there's three parts strive to serve jesus christ the second is keep his commandments and the third is be more like him let's let's dive into each of these so strive to serve jesus christ what came to me was mosiah chapter 2 verse 17. that verse in the book of mormon states and behold i tell you these things that you may learn wisdom that you may learn that when you're in the service of your fellow beings are only in the service of your god in the general handbook this is section 1.4 it states prayerfully seek to know how you can help bring about god's purposes in the lives of those you serve god will direct you through the promptings of the holy ghost laboring with the lord in his vineyard will bring you great joy okay keep his commandments so commandments, this is a, a doctrine that I had identified. Here's a quote. Commandments are the laws and requirements that God gives to mankind. When we keep the commandments, we manifest our love for the Lord and receive blessings from him. From Him. I also thought of this verse. This is John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Famous verse. And that, if you love me, keep my commandments, was actually the title of an April 2014 General Conference address that was delivered by Elder Robert D. Hales. And this quote from that talk stood out to me here. He had stated, at times members may participate in selective obedience, claiming to love God and honor God while picking and choosing which of his commandments and teachings and the teachings and counsel of his prophets they will fully follow. Some obey selectively because they cannot perceive all the reasons for a commandment, just as children do not always understand the reasons for their parents' counsel and rules. But we always know the reason we follow the prophets. For this is the church of Jesus Christ, and it is the Savior who directs his prophets in all dispensations. That's the end of the quote. I just wanted to say that, that joining me in General Conference Applied each week is a fantastic way to learn the teachings and counsel of the Lord's prophets. I began asking myself, am I selectively picking and choosing which of these commandments I will fully follow, these invitations that that are being shared in these these General Conference addresses, If, if I am, if I'm selectively picking and choosing, how might I take action and change this week? Okay, and then the, the final was, be more like him. The verse that came to mind was Third Nephi chapter 27, verse 27. Part of that verse states, therefore, what manner of men ought ye to be? This is the Savior speaking. Verily I say unto you, even as I am. We discussed a couple of weeks ago in General Conference Applied Season 2, Episode 2, President Dallin H. Oaks's October 2023 General Conference Address, Kingdoms of Glory, I thought this quote from that talk stood out here. President Oakes stated, that the, the Apostle Paul taught that the Lord's teachings and commandments were given that we may all attain the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That process requires far more than acquiring knowledge. It is not even enough to be convinced of the gospel. We must act so that we are converted by it. In contrast to other preaching, which teaches us to know something, the gospel of Jesus Christ challenges us to become something. From such teachings, we conclude that the final judgment is not just an evaluation of a sum total of good and evil acts, what we have done, It is based on the final effect of our acts and thoughts, what we have become. We qualify for eternal life through a process of conversion. As used here, this word of many meaning meaning signifies a profound change of nature. It is not enough for anyone just to go through the motions. The commandments, ordinances, and covenants of the gospel are not a list of deposits required to be made in some heavenly account. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a plan that shows us how to become what our heavenly father desires us to become. That's the end of the quote. And and what comes to me just as I'm concluding that quote is it's because of the prophet Joseph Smith, that the gospel, the restored gospel of Jesus Christ is here on the earth. I'm grateful for him. I testify that he, he is a prophet. Now, We've talked in previous episodes about the importance of taking action and that when we enlist the help of of an accountability partner that, that holds us accountable, that our results can improve exponentially. So I would invite you to find something in these invitations or directives from President Ballard to take action on this week. Here is the idea that I had. So as I had mentioned, and as we've talked about, Gail Miller believes that the Joseph Smith papers are a fantastic place to, to develop such a testimony of Joseph Smith that we know that he saw God, the father and and our savior, Jesus Christ. And so there were five Joseph Smith papers podcast Mini series, I guess you can call them. The First Vision, that was released in January 2020, it was six episodes. The Priesthood Restored, that was released in January 2021, it was also six episodes. The Nauvoo Temple, that was released in October 2021, and that was eight episodes. Kirtland, City of Revelation, that was released earlier this year in February and March of 2023. And that was all suede episodes and then road to Carthage. And that's what uh, I had referenced previously that president Ballard and president Oakes had both been guests on those podcast episodes. That was just released in June, 2023. That was also eight episodes. So I'm going to create a schedule to listen to each of these episodes Okay, So I I guess that's 36 episodes, probably just do it one a week. And then additionally, I'm going to create a section on my website where I will identify at least one takeaway from each podcast episode that helps me to know that our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ have revealed themselves in this latter day and that Joseph Smith has been raised up to restore the fullness of the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ. I I have a testimony that Joseph Smith saw, what he said that he saw. But as we all know, testimony needs to be constantly strengthened. I can't just stand stagnantly, say, okay, I've got my testimony, I'm good. And so I, I hope and pray that as I put forth this effort to learn even more about the Prophet Joseph Smith, that I will continue to strengthen my testimony. And if these podcast, ep- podcasts and podcast episodes are something that you're interested in, I'd love to hear your feedback and and your thoughts on these episodes. You can obviously message me on social media, Facebook, Instagram. I, I know many of you have my cell phone number and can text me. You can also send me an email at Mitch at mitchellryanpeterson.com, and and I can respond to you there as well. But I want to thank each of you for your participation and for joining me once again for another episode of General Conference Applied. Ultimately, the theme of this message, though it's focused on the Prophet Joseph Smith, is that is that because of him we have a knowledge, the knowledge that we have of of our Heavenly Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I love them. I love them. I'm grateful for their willingness to call prophets in our day. And I, I share that testimony with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you once again. And I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode.